hopefully somebody else stepped in and like the last speaker said like don't listen to that guy yeah well and we were talking about how I mean in my mind it's like Bernie Sanders went in the Democratic primary hands down yes and no one voted yeah you got Sleepy Joe in so, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Uh, I saw a funny thing on uh, Seth Meyers um, talking about how Donald Trump was saying about delaying the election. Yeah. And Seth Meyers was like, but don't delay it too long because <laughs> you know who's running, right? <laughs> One of them might die. <laughs> Maybe that's a strategy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what if he dies before Joe, though? <laughs> they do it like a, the insurance companies hold out to pay everybody before, the, so they just die. Uh-huh. And they never have to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. Phil's an insurance agent. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> For sport. <laughs> um, so, secret hobby of mine. <laughs> so what else has been going on, man? Uh, Nothing. I mean, just COVID, obviously. And then... Yeah, totally. Uh, I just come back from San Diego. Yeah. And then... Other than that, yeah, I think that's it. Like, my Did you eat anything good? No, I mean, it's COVID. <laughs> like you didn't go. You didn't go oh, in s- San Diego. Yeah, you can go to get some seafood. We got sushi, Ooh. but I mean, honestly, it was like a last minute thing. I think she like door dashed it. Uh huh. So I think yeah, but I mean, you can take out can still be really good food. It can in California. I just don't know where it came from. Oh, it really? was good. Like she a, just ordered. Oh, you don't. You didn't get to be like. Well, where is? Are you fresh? You catch it on down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tried ordering it from this one place, and then it wouldn't go through. So then she tried it from somewhere else, and then it came in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I mean, it was good. And then I got tacos from this other from uh, the taco stand, mm-hmm. which is like a big thing in San Diego. Oh, almost. really? Okay. I guess I have like three or four locations, but uh, that was good. So we just yeah. But other than that, we didn't really. Oh, and I had like really good. I can't remember what they called it, but it's like this. It almost looks like a like a McMuffin. Mm-hmm. But um, it's these two. Like I think the place was called Two Brazilian Dudes, mm-hmm. and then nice. I like the name. It's simple. <laughs> yeah. It was like four or five options. One of them was carne asada with a pico and some other stuff. The other one was like egg and bacon on the McMuff on the muffin. In the mu- but it wasn't a muffin. So like you get you f- you pick out your your filling, uh-huh. and then you p- can pick out either hash browns or cassava with cheese. Mm-hmm. And then what is it with cheese? Cassava. Uh huh. It's like this. It's like a root. It's a uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like shredded. You know, kind of like hash browns, like like potato. Uh huh. So I, you know, I told him just. Oh, I just surprised me. He's like, "Well, have you been here before?" I'm like, "No." I was like, "Okay, I'll just give you the, I'll give you the hash browns. Like that's usually like that's the most favorite." One. Yeah. So he gave me that, but yeah. So pretty much they have like this these two little cast iron, like pans that are connected in the middle, mm-hmm. and then they have like a little burn. And this is all outside. It's like. They have two tables set up outside, like an optometrist, uh-huh. <laughs> like on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. So they have the burner set up, and then like they have the cast irons hot. So they just like sprinkle the hash browns or the cassava on there, and then they put the filling, and then you know like waffle irons, you just kind of like press it down. Yeah. So they just they just did that, and then it just mm-hmm. presses it, and it seals like the edges. Oh. So the whole thing is in like this own little pocket. Yeah. Um, and that was actually really good. Yeah. So it's almost like a um. Empanada? Yeah, yeah, it's like empanada without the dough. Yeah, and so yeah. it's not. Is it a potato pocket? Yeah, it's all hash brown. So like the, all the outside, oh, it's all hash fuck. browns. Yeah. That's tight. It was Hell really yeah. good. Hell yeah. But yeah, it was cool though because it was like, 
is just two guys outside with like two tables. Yeah. And they have like the condiments on one of them and like the burners on like a propane tank mm-hmm. on the other time. But it was. Can you see these on the? I'm trying out the. Oh, yeah. is this it? Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So for uh, the listeners, we're looking at Google images of what is it called? I think it's just gay Brazilian dudes. <laughs> no, what is <laughs> <laughs> the, gas- the cassava? The, well, yeah, the cassava. This is what the cassava looks like. So, like the cassava looks like just um, it's just like that rice thing on the outside. It looks like a taco. Yeah, but they kind of like enclosed it. Uh huh. So is that their own like take on it? I guess I don't. Well, no, because they have the they have like the actual cast iron thing. So I think they have to. Maybe it's more traditional like to do it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Phil on the ones and twos was listening and then Googled it up for us. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not it. <laughs> I'm getting further off. <laughs> Just maybe type in two Brazilian dudes, San Diego. Oh, that's come up. a way better idea. Yeah. Oh, you want to look at their, we'll look at their socials. But yeah, that was really good. Um, but other than that, I didn't really. Um, well, this can transition to something that I need help with and maybe you can help me. Um, so I... I cook a lot at home, and my question is, um, like, washing hands after making chicken. Do I have to stop everything I'm doing when I want to touch something else? Do I have to stop everything I'm doing and soap wash my hands, or can I just rinse them and then towel? Uh, I mean, you could just, you know, yeah, you should use soap. Every time. Every time. Every time. After you handling it might be chicken? Three times I gotta stop. Why? Why three times? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you touching chicken that much? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I should only have to touch it once, maybe, and then wash my hands and then it's cooking and it's good. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, once they're cooking, you're gonna be using tongs or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It came up and I had to wash my hands maybe two or three times. And I was like, This is a good podcast question, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just so you you're saying you use soap? Just use soap because I mean you know salmonella and all that stuff. And yeah, you don't want to get it all over your kitchen. Yeah, and I mean, you've my... seen those commercials. It's just like a puff of smoke and just salmonella everywhere. What? I don't know if it's actually real, but like that's what they do in the commercials. <laughs> there's a, there's salmon there's salmonella commercials. Well, yeah, you know like the all-purpose cleaner, like it's like oh this kills bacteria, or whatever. Yeah. So like they usually have somebody, you know, handling chicken. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a it's like a fart cloud in there. It's just like co- it's just, I'm just gonna say COVID. There's salmonella everywhere. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, so just just. Yeah. And then all my roommates end up getting diarrhea, and they're like, "Why do we all have diarrhea right now?" I never wash my hands after handling chicken. After handling chicken? No. You don't even rinse them? Well, I I mean I will if I'm gonna do something else, I guess. But like if I'm in the middle of preparing a meal. I just go on to the next. If thing. you put it in, and then you want to touch like the handle, or you want to chop a knife, uh, you pick up a knife and chop something. You know, just no, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, but now you're gonna cook everything else afterwards, right? Right. Yeah, it's all gonna so, get cooked. Yeah, I mean, technically, you're I would have to like lick out. my hand or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So unless you know you're doing that, then you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think I would probably if I did that, and then I went to the knife and I'm chopping, and I'm like pop something in my mouth, then it could be. Oh yeah, that definitely has something. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Gotta but wash your hands, Phil. Actually, I was forgot to tell you. I did. Did I tell you to wash those eggs that I gave you? No. Okay. So just make sure that the shell doesn't come in contact with like whatever you're cooking. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, for listeners' context, David has how many chickens you got? I just have three. That's that, that's not just three. That's <laughs> yeah. three. That's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Between me and Phil, we have zero chickens. <laughs> zero. Uh, uh, David has three chickens, and they're all producing eggs, or some of them? I think mostly two of them. This other one, I don't know. Oh, so, poor, poor that one. Yeah, so that one might become chicken and dumpling soon or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 it's gonna become dinner for next week. So last week I was over, David gave me six eggs, and I ended up uh, hard boiling them. So oh okay. Oh yeah, you're fine then. They went straight into um, boiling water. I don't know if I'm doing this right. I I already brought the water up, put all six of them in there. One of them cracked, and I was like, ah fuck. And I was like, ah, hopefully it'll be okay. And then I probably like at least ten minutes of boiling, and then I took them out. Uh, took the hot water out and then I put new water in and ice and I put it in the freezer because I wanted to take the shells off. And then that one that cracked like was fucking ugly, but like it was a little bit come out, like a little bit coming white, out, yeah. almost like a, a Saturn yep. the planet, like looking all like that. And then it had like a divot in it also, but it was fine. I ate all of them. Cool. Yeah. They're good. They're a little, little tinier. They're a little smaller. Yeah. yeah tastes fine. Tastes great. Cool. Yeah. I hard boiled all of them. Yeah. So you're fine. Then. Yeah. But yeah, because they come out of the chicken, you kind of have to wash them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, for next time, I'll know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta wash them. Chicken ass. <laughs> chicken ass on in your fucking refrigerator. <laughs> I was washing um I was washing mushrooms and it was I washed them and I pulled them I, I put the strainer on a towel and then I put the mushrooms on my cutting board and I was chopping them. And at the bottom, my strainer was just like black. Just, yeah. And I don't know if it's like mushroom dust, if it's dirt, if it's shit. Might be a little bit of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pretty big glob at the bottom of my strainer, and then there was more globs on my mushrooms. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, this is why I washed them yeah. in the strainer. It's mostly dirt. Well, they also drop their spores uh, off the underside where the little fins are okay. on the caps. Okay. So it could have just got all goopy. Okay. Because that's like where you get the mushroom spores from. Goopy spore. Goopy spore. That's my shit. thrash metal band. Yeah. Goopy spore paste. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's, Phil's an engineer, so he knows a lot about mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a whole semester on it. <laughs> no credit, but <laughs> ate, a lot of, ate a lot of mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I told this story to you last week, but... Uh, I think it would be a good story for for this now, and this was this was the reason why I was washing my hands so much because I wanted to make uh, chicken like um, like chicken fingers, but I wanted to like bread them myself. Okay, and so that was why I had I had so many things that I had to dip the chicken in and then put it in the pan, and then like um, I just had to wash my hands. I remember I had to do it like two or three times and. I um I wanted to ask you, but I had the egg wash and then I had breadcrumbs that I seasoned and then I had I know I had flour in my cabinet and I look in the cabinet I grab the flour and I open it and I'm putting the flour on the plate and there's just bugs everywhere, there's just bugs all in my flour so I had to throw it out and I just put the breadcrumbs on the chicken without the flour. And I didn't want to eat bugs, you know? <laughs> so I just threw it all away. Yeah, that was probably a better idea. <laughs> you did good. I'm also more concerned about the fact that there's bugs in my cabinet. 
I think, yeah, but I mean, how old is the flower? Probably over two years. Yeah. What do we got here? Oh, how does... Yeah, there you go. What is it called? It's a flower beetle. Flower beetles, I guess. Oh, man. So they're... Does that mean they're good? job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had flower beetles in my flower. The two most common flower beetles are confused with flower beater beetle tribolium confusum and the red flower beetle. I want to say there are the red ones. Tribolium castaneum. These are the smaller beetles. Three to four millimeters long and they're reddish and brown in color. I want to say it was... Hmm. Here's how to get rid of them. Controlling flower beetles starts with thorough inspection. <laughs> Yeah, so basically I just have a dirty ass cabinet <laughs> that needs to be cleaned. Every every infested package should be thrown away. Vacuum the pantry cabinet shelves. This will remove food particles. Store new food products in sealed containers to prevent new infestations. Yeah, did you just have it in like in the regular bag that it came in? Yeah, it was just in the flower bag. That yeah, I always bag. usually just keep it like in a sealed container. Like a Tupperware? Or? Tupperware or like a screw top something. Mm-hmm. Mason jar. Mason jar. Yeah. And that... We usually kind of keep them away. Flower beetles can't unscrew mason jar tops. Not these kind, no. <laughs> there was a filmed one in like in Japan, though. It's like an octopus flower beetle, and that one can actually do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one can. That one it's can summer. reach its arm around the container. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, so oh, I didn't cord. really stop doing that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. we could we could change it out, um, uh, or so I can just not touch it. It's up to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's nice being able to adjust. Once you see, <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. Yeah, it's I fine. Yeah, as long as we're, we're good. fine. All right. We've been rolling for a bit. Hell yeah. Uh, cool. So what are the what are some of the topics you had? Uh, why hammered through? Oh man, you already did two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the intro? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, probably something we should really talk. You know, not that we have to talk about it because mm-hmm. everybody already is. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's just COVID and how it's affecting. Uh, I mean, you and and you know being a comedian in town, mm-hmm. and then maybe just tie it in with the food service, which is also what you do in town. Yeah. So obviously. Um it's affected everyone and like it affected how I earn, um, which I would say I enjoy, I enjoyed going to work. I enjoyed working with you. I enjoyed our restaurant. I enjoyed our food. I enjoy, I enjoy, um, talking to strangers and winning them over immediately. I think that's one of my favorite <laughs> things about it. Like, yeah, they all like me. This is great. Um, and I, like almost everybody gets a joke or like a witty remark. And, um, when it goes over well, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just funny. This is great. So like I get that during the day, you get to eat a, a few tacos or whatever. And then, um, comedy at night. And so all that went away all immediately. So where, where did you go? Where do you guys work at? Or are you still working there? Uh, well, we worked at Panka Restaurant. So, uh, it's downtown. It's downtown. Oh. It's closest to like Johnny Gibson's area. Okay. Kind of yeah. really close to the screening room. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm so bad about checking out shit downtown. Mm-hmm. But. It's only been there for seven years. Oh. 
<laughs> I don't I don't even fuck with it till they get to ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's probably good. Well, you live over here, you know? You live over here, too busy going to uh hi fi every night. Yeah. <laughs> to go grind on some college girls. <laughs> My dream. Um yeah, so it's been uh an adjustment. I got on unemployment. Um and then as far as comedy is concerned, like you can't go to live like live stuff is over because like food like kind of like evolved into takeout and like DoorDash and stuff. But live stopped and then it's just been a lot of people doing Zoom shows and I did it in the beginning in like um, April and it's just it's not the same at all. It's um, you know, it's it's just it sucks. Well, it feels like it's just empty, right? I mean, usually mm -hmm. you can kind of see your cues with like how many laughs you're getting or what yes. direction the room is going. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so with that, it's just you're just saying material and just crossing your fingers kind of thing. And the other thing, what's usually like, let's say, 15 people on the Zoom, but it's all the other comedians on the lineup. Oh. And there's one thing that comedians hate more than anything. It's performing comedy for comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is what you're doing there. Like, you want somebody who you don't know at all, who's just an uh, like a sincere audience member in that room to listen to your to your material, and like you're just doing it for like comedians. It's just weird, and yeah, it sucks. Well, and I've noticed because one of my favorite podcasts is called Kill Tony, and mm -hmm. they do like a they pull people out of a bucket and they have them do stand up yeah. in the main room of the comedy store, which is like the mecca mm -hmm. and now it's all virtual and mm -hmm. you can just tell there's a lot more people there, there's not like any craft or art or, or effort going into it because if they bomb it's a fucking screen it doesn't yeah. you know you don't get that sick to your stomach feeling it's harder bombing. to it's harder to work on a, a joke because you're not getting that uh that sincere reaction that to like influence the direction change words cut fat all that kind of stuff yeah so it's been a bummer. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, you you said you'd stop doing that, right? You're not doing that anymore. I did a it's few. Involved. I did a few in the beginning, and it's and I was like, I there's there's not going to be any way that I'm going to be sending messages to, to get on shows. Um, and so I stopped. And like just last week, somebody reached out to me, and they're like, Hey, do you want to do my Zoom show? And I said, Yeah. So I have one August fifteenth, but um. Yeah, usually I'm trying to be active, and I haven't been like trying to be active in that way. What, um, where is that Zoom show at? The guy I was mentioning to Phil earlier, his name's Kyle Ramsden. You could probably look up Kyle Ramsden, uh, R A M S D E N. Uh, he's got a website, and it should be up. Um, I think it's D E N. Yeah, it's that first one. Sorry, this is slow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, go to... I don't think Do you have a website here? Ramsden Production? I don't think this is him. Oh. <laughs> 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 this isn't him right here? <laughs> no, I don't think this is him. So what does this guy do? I saw that he had a comedy show at the screening room. Um, a oh, so he's another comedian? Yeah, so he, he booked it. I think this is it down here, Phil. Go back down here at the bottom of the screen. Ramsden live at the bottom. Oh, all the way in the bottom, below yeah. that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, it's Ramsden Productions, not Kyle Ramsden Productions. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> and it's a, a fucking go nowhere. Quick, quick tickets or events. You should get a hold of them so they can design my website too. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna love this promo for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so is that is other other people doing? More Zoom shows that you've seen, or like that everybody pretty much just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah, a lot of people are doing the Zoom shows, and this is it right here. And I love that my name is mentioned in the details. It's not mentioned in the details. <laughs> like, yeah, where is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one really cool one that I saw. It's called the Secret, Com- the Secret Comedy Show, and it's in New York. And they've had like Melissa Villasenor, they've had Chappelle Lacey, they had uh, Sam Morrill, they've had a bunch of. Um, Lily Tom Thompson. Um, so what it is, it's a giant studio and it's a giant green screen. And they have like hundreds of people in on the Zoom call. And so on the green screen, all all, all through this entire room, it's like little box, 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 little box. So it'll be um, hundreds of people. And then the person is standing on the stage in the middle. So it feels like um, it feels like a comedy show. Go, do um or Instagram uh, the secret comedy show. There's just secret comedy show. And this is in this is in New York. It's in New York. Yeah, that that's the best one that I've seen so far. So what are the? I mean, other than being able to like, so are you seeing re- reactions or are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't you can't listen to them though, right? Um, as a performer. Yeah. You do. Oh, so you, okay. So it's kind of you can still kind of get something. Yes, but there's like no way everybody is gonna. Um, there it is, right there. Second one down. There's no way that's like. Just look at this room, like that it's in. Go to this fourth picture, Phil. Like this, this room is huge that they're doing it in. Like that's not gonna be available to yeah. anybody on a on a low budget. This is like a huge production, and everybody's in on this Zoom call. So I think this is the best way I've seen it done. Okay. But that's not. <laughs> I mean, this almost looks like, yeah, it looks like any, yeah, it looks like a like a like a morning show, like studio or something like. Yeah, it's yeah. a big studio that they put a giant green screen in, and you see they've had Hannibal, uh, Melissa Villasenor, so I think that's pretty Brad Williams right there. So I think that's pretty sick. Um, like that's like that looks that looks dope. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, nobody else. It's just that one place doing it. New and even, I mean, are they having local comedians do this too, or is it just kind of like just big? I think it's local, like, like local New York and LA comedians. But that okay. is like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Those are the biggest comedians in the world. Yeah, you know. And I, I wonder how they, what the reactions like if it's somewhat organic to having their audio piped in because th- there's no replacing people standing no. in front of you judging you. You no, know, but I feel like this is. I don't want to say a close second, but it's a higher first than a Zoom comedy show. Like, this is the best kind of Zoom comedy show. Uh, Super Circuit Comedy Show. Book me. Uh, my Instagram is at the real rich Gary. And uh, open availability. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I got a job. Where at? I, um, Primavera Foundation. Okay. Yeah. I'm a glorified mailroom supervisor thing nice yeah you sound really excited about it that's great it's it's just (laughs) it's such a change of gear that i am still 
like I can't wield the same kind of confidence because I don't like. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still learning like how to do stuff. There's a nice picture of avocado there. Is that what you do? You'd like put the avocado pictures in? Yeah, it's like <laughs> 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 that took me a week. <laughs> well, it's well worth it. I mean, it's really like high res. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, Wednesday is my first day where I'm like on my Solo. own. Yeah, and I'm like in charge of people, so that's weird too. Nice. Yeah, because I don't think I should be in charge of anyone. Well, I mean, at least you got it now. I mean, unemployment's yeah. running out or yeah. ran out. So. Yeah, I didn't. I'm. You can still file your claim, but I think I'm gonna file it and say that I found a job. And yeah, actually, I was actually wondering like what happens mm-hmm. when you do that. Like you just stop getting it. Yeah. Or did you just get less? Or I, yeah, I think you because you want your like your taxes and everything to line up. And like I feel like if you're on unemployment claiming and earning, yeah, it's not gonna come back to you until you file your taxes. I think. So, but I mean, if you don't, if you just stop filing altogether, mm-hmm. that pretty much just means that you found a job, right? Yeah, I think you could just <laughs> just stop, just, you like just that. stop going just there. Stop filing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna file and say um, that I found a job. Okay, yeah, because you can put that and like, I'm gonna finally hit yes on the. Did you find work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I've been available. I just haven't found anything. Yeah. What What about you? Um, I'm gonna start working tomorrow, actually. Okay. Um, back at Panka, but right now we're not opening the restaurant. We're just, I'm just organizing more and cleaning more, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of setting everything up the way that the dining room will be will look like, you yeah. know, with 50 percent occupancy. Yeah. Um, and then doing some administrative work, and then also I'm gonna bring my sous chef in, and I'm gonna actually start training him with like some administrative stuff as well, mm-hmm. which will be nice because I've never had the opportunity to just train somebody without all of the other craziness going on yeah so it's so it's so distracting it's distracting but honestly i'm is it weird that i'm like kind of nervous about it because i'm like i don't even really i'm used to having all of that noise in the back uh-huh and i'm used to having like that pressure like just to get things done but mm. now that i don't really have that it's just like, oh, this is how you do data entry. This is how you mm-hmm. put invoices yeah. in. This is how you cost out a dish. So it's, I mean, technically it should be a lot faster because they'll be able to just actually, you know, be able to do it and work on it right away mm-hmm. instead of, you know, just trying to do it as quickly as possible like mm-hmm. while they have all these other responsibilities to do. Yeah. Um, I think once you start, you you won't be nervous anymore. No, yeah. And I, yeah, and I think it's just going to get back into the groove. Mm-hmm. Like I've been cooking at, home a lot more which is something that i never used to do before really yeah i think i talked to you about that. yeah i never what do you make at home you're like cereal a cereal like, or a pasta yeah. or sandwiches yeah, yeah. Uh, like anything that's just fast mm-hmm. sometimes i would like make like beef stew mm-hmm. and i used to like make a lot of it so i could just like reheat it and, like yeah. heat it up or yeah. like chicken and dumplings or something See, like that. i would want to make pasta but i want to make my own noodles like i want to do i want to learn how to do that well that's yeah so i usually just if it's that, like if it's like tagliatelle or like just something simple like that, mm-hmm. I usually just made it. I usually just like have like my day off mm-hmm. and then just like part of the day, I'll just make a bunch of pasta. You would make fresh pasta. Yeah. And I'll yeah. just like put in like little bundles and freeze them. Yeah. And that way, when it, when it's, when I'm, whenever I want, I'll just like pull out a little packet from the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, right? No, it's not hard. It's just, I mean, it could be tedious, I guess, but like it's not, it's, it's yeah. easy. But I like doing like the process, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like tedious is like, a long duration of medium tasks, like medium leveled 
difficulty. Yeah. Which is like, if you don't do it, that means you're just a lazy yeah. person. Because <laughs> like, then you learn and you're like, I, I did, I made pasta. Like I got super into tedious shit mm-hmm. when I was recovering yeah. from surgery because it's like, all right, I got to fill up 15 hours for the ninth <laughs> week in a row. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd make dinner for like three hours and, yeah. you know, watch videos on and how to do it. That's stuff. what I did with that chicken. And my air conditioning wasn't working that day. We, last week, our AC went out for two days. And, like, falling asleep at night was, like, insane. It was 91 in the house. Yeah. But I, like, had it in my brain, like, and this was the day, the first day that AC wasn't working. I had it in my brain that I was going to, um, like, butterfly these chickens and make these breaded chickens. And I had the fryer going and I had the oven going at the same time as there was no AC. And I was I was covered in sweat. <laughs> but I really wanted to do it. I didn't even care. My roommate came around the corner. He just looked and he's like, just went back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the house is hot and you're making it so much hotter. <laughs> that was one of the worst things when I was when I was younger. Uh, we used to have family in Hermosillo, mm-hmm. and like to this day, I just associate with Hermosillo with just like hot death. Yeah. <laughs> so like we would go and like my my aunt didn't have she I think she might have had a swamp cooler, but it didn't really work, mm-hmm. and she didn't obviously didn't have AC. So like we had like all these like. You know, those floor, fan, those floor fans that just kind of like sway back and forth. Yeah. And I remember at night, it was the most miserable thing because like my sheets would stick to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just like not be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like in a rage. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't, like, go to How old were you? Uh, I don't know. I think that was like from five to like 10 or 11. Jeez yeah. Louise. It, get, it gets crazy humid in Hermosillo. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I was just During covered the summer, in sweat all the time. Yeah. Even when I showered, because the shower, like, they didn't have a water heater. Either. Or they, yeah, they didn't have a water heater, so, uh-huh. like, the shower was, like, super, like, ice cold. <laughs> so, like, I would go in there and, like, have to shower really fast because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be in there for too long. Uh-huh. And then I would come back out, and as soon as I would dry off, I would just, like, start sweating again. It's like, mm-hmm. so it was, like, never, like, yep. I couldn't be comfortable ever. Man, yeah. It's so hard to go to sleep when it's hot. And, like... <sighs> Once, like, that's the thing is, like, when you're trying to go to sleep, 9, 10 o'clock, whatever, it's, like, it's not the hottest, but it's hot. Like, it was just hot all day, and it's, like, still cooling. So, by, like, 3 or 4 in the morning, it's great. And, like, that's when you, if you wake up at 5 or 6 and go out, you're, like, oh, this is, like, this isn't that bad for summer. Because it's, like, 70 or 80, I think. It's probably, like, 80. But, like, 80 in the summer feels fucking great. Like, outside? Well, especially at... In the morning, because exactly. like, the sun's not out and stuff, yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah, that, that 10 o'clock, like, heat with no AC is, is it's impossible to get to sleep. Somehow you do it. I was talking to um, uh, Danny, the, the girl that I went to see in San Diego, because mm-hmm. we were walking the dog park. And that day was, like, particularly warm, mm-hmm. or at least that's what she said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, she's just like, oh, it's nice in the, it's nice in the shade. Mm-hmm. And then, like the whole time, it was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Like this is just like paradise! Like mm-hmm. this is nothing compared to what Tucson is right now." Yes, California is nice, and I didn't learn this until because I was there in, um, I think it was June. Uh, they don't the houses don't have air conditioning. Yeah, they just open the windows. They just open the window. That's what she. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like, um, uh, somebody told me that and I was like, "Yeah, you're fucking with me," and they're like, "No, I'm, I'm like, look, find the switch, man. It's not in here." Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was in New York last Fourth of July, and it's almost hotter there because here you're not going to go in a building without the AC cranked. But there, they're like, we just gotta kind of get through these like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so they they just open all the windows, and it's like eighty percent humidity and ninety two, oh. and you're walking, so it's just so muggy and miserable. Yeah, because like if it's ninety and it's high humidity, it's almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. Than like just like the dry hell. Well, and it's not like, oh, it's miserable outside, but we get to go in this restaurant with AC. They just no, they just have all the windows open. Even inside, yeah. So it's it's almost hotter because you never get an opportunity to cool off. Yeah, that's fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, a uh, a buddy of mine who's a doctor told me is shifting kind of back into the COVID thing. Told me like taught me how to like wash my hands mm-hmm. and then she also says she wears a piece of tape over her mask right here and then she wears glasses because have you worn like sunglasses or anything with your mask oh yeah and it's all foggy all the time mm-hmm. yeah so if you put that piece of tape right there that that won't go up and then you can wear your glasses oh and then if you're wearing your glasses that will um compel you to not touch your face because like you do it, and you're like, oh, there's all this stuff on my face, and like it almost just makes it feel like you have a giant Halloween mask on. Yeah. Um, and then so for the hands, she says, wash your hands and then dry them, and then wash them again and then dry them. And this is for before you eat. Okay. If you're like out, if you're in the public, if you're doing shit, like go do whatever you got to do, do whatever you got to do, and then when it's time to eat, she washes her hands twice fully. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in, this, in the industry, you just they show you to like do it twenty seconds or like sing happy birthday twice. Yeah, yeah, and that's what she says. She said if you do it twice, you're definitely gonna hit your twenty seconds. Yeah. Then you can eat. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, because you don't have to do it all the time if you're working. You just gotta, you know, try not to. If you could be exposed, try not to fuck yourself over, and you can do that because eating is when you could fuck yourself over. Well, there's a lot of. I mean, especially right now, well, obviously, especially right now, but um, I was reading about just um, dangers of contact and stuff like that with restaurants opening right now. Yes. And um, so, obviously, outside, it's a little bit safer because droplets can just kind of fall off. Like, they don't travel as far as they do inside. Because of the air conditioning? Because of, uh, well, okay. So, yeah. So, air conditioning and vents play a huge role Mm -hmm. because depending on how the airflow is in whatever particular building that you're in, mm-hmm. it could travel to other places where it normally wouldn't go. So mm-hmm. for example, like let's say the restaurant has weird airflow that it goes from the dining room into the kitchen then goes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cooks and, and back of the house staff, like dishwashers and stuff that normally would be less likely to get COVID because they don't really have contact with the guests. Mm-hmm that they are more likely to get exposed because the airflow of the re- of the whatever building they're in mm-hmm. could go back there. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, a, I mean, normally, yeah, the back of the house would be a little bit more safer Safe. because we don't have interactions with the guests like you guys do. Uh-huh. Unless, well, I guess your guests are your variables, but that would also depend on if the back of the house employee was already infected no yeah obviously and then yeah then we're all everyone's variable every time i like i see like i'm with people or whatever i'm like oh, what, what were they doing yesterday or earlier like who were they with what was going on yeah um i got home yesterday and i was driving up my street and there's this house that has parties all the time and it seems like pretty nice stuff like family parties a bunch of kids 
bunch of uh, uh, relatives and a bunch of cars. And I drove by yesterday, and there's balloons and everything. And I'm like, oh, they're having a party. I'm like, they're all going to get COVID. <laughs> it's yeah, that's that immediately where you go to. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Well, and I told you, we, we had a big camping trip yes. uh, end of June, and there was like 50, maybe 50 people, and four people got COVID. So Four of them got it, and the rest didn't. Yeah. And we were all partying together, playing flip cup and mm-hmm. beer pong, and so yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just kind of a crapshoot. Could be immunity. It could be like an immune system thing. Yeah, I mean, you could be asymptomatic and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I okay. know. And gotta then, find the virus. Get that fucking virus out soon, scientists. I'm not working on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I don't know how to do science. <laughs> I'm actually hindering them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh well yeah so then yeah yeah well yeah so yeah we really need to get a uh, get our uh, our timeline set for this because right now we're just like probably spent ten minutes talking about the weather <laughs> <laughs> I like it I think we're doing good all right go two old men who discovered what microphones are. <laughs> yeah I think it's great oh yeah this has been good did we we talked about uh. <laughs> temperature in California and New York and any California and New York listeners are going to be like, yeah, d- hey, duh. <laughs> We're in Arizona. So <laughs> any listeners who aren't familiar with Arizona climate, it's just we're in the middle or do you think we're kind of towards the we're, – we're like in the middle. We're like right in the middle of it being the hottest it ever is in the desert. And there's no humidity. It's just today it's today right now it's one oh five. You know what's really sad too? As soon as I see one oh five, I kinda get happy. I know. Because it's not one twenty. It's not one fifteen. Yeah, yeah. one fifteen. There's <laughs> levels, yeah. yeah. After one ten, it's like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. But at one ten a hundred's not as bad as one oh five. It hits you. It's like you're walking into a thing that It's like, like a hairdryer. Like a wall, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like a weight on you. It's intense. So intense. My dad sent me a a message. Um, he <laughs> I just do this from time to time. It's such a dad thing. He screenshots the weather app and it says one seventeen. My dad lives in Phoenix, and he screenshots it, send it to me, and he says, "I'm moving to Alaska." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I'm, I go. What about Oregon, Washington, California, Colorado would be nice." Um, and he's like, it, "I said that," and then he goes, "Yeah, anywhere that anywhere where weed would be legal." And I'm and I'm like, you don't even smoke weed. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, but I might start. <laughs> then do it. I don't understand. Uh, it's good. He's yeah. you know, trying to keep his options open. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what if I want to start today? I don't think my dad knows how strong weed is now. Like, <laughs> I smoked hash with my dad one time. He uh, fucking lost his mind. It was hilarious. Yeah, weed is so strong now. And I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. You used to be able to buy Mersh. We used to call it Mersh. This is just cheap weed. And for $20, you can get, like, way too much cheap weed. Like, it was, like, insane. And you could just smoke it and smoke it and smoke it, and you never really even felt it. It's, like, almost just, like, social smoking weed. That's how it is. movie weed. In Mexico, you're, like, I don't know, like, $20 worth? They're, like, all right. And they bring a fucking wheelbarrow. And they're, like, no, no, no. no, no." It's too much. Like we got to get rid of it. I'll I'll take it. That's hilarious. You're like, can I just take this much and then you keep the rest? (laughs) 
And I was liking, uh, I've just been binge watching shows. It's yeah. Just, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and I just finished with, um, with Mad Men. Mm hmm. And like, there's certain points where they're just like talking to hippies and stuff like that, and they're all smoking weed. Mm hmm. And like, in the back of my head, it's like, there's no way you're that stone right now. Like, that mm -hmm. stuff was probably like so weak back yeah. then. Yeah. 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 And they were just like, you know, tripping out of their minds. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe they were smoking it constantly. They're just, just con without stopping. Just without <laughs> stopping. I don't know. Did you watch all the seasons of Mad Men? Yeah. In like seven or eight seasons? I think seven. Damn, you crushed it. Yeah. Damn. I've been crushing a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so many. It's like that, Fresh Off the Boat, uh -huh. uh, that 70s show, The Office. I've never seen The Office like from like how, beginning to how end. How far are you into The Office? I'm done with all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> my backyard's done, so I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. I just yeah. finished all the office too. I had I just canceled my Netflix, so I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna power through these before it cancels. Mm -hmm. I, I beat it by like two days. Yeah. That one for some reason took forever to get through. The office? Yeah. It's because there's uh twenty something episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like yeah. The office is really good. I'm in season five right now on my second time. It looks like Mad Men was seven seasons, is that right? Yeah, seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah, this one was huge. Mad Men was great. Rotten man. Tomatoes gave it a 94. It's John Hamm's luscious body. <laughs> Have you seen um, Big Little Lies? No, actually. Um, yeah, my roommate's been trying to get me to get that. She she saw it? I think she, yeah, I think she watched it or she's in the process of watching it, but it's, she said it was good. It's on HBO. It's really good. Okay. It's family drama. That's the best way I can describe it. Okay. It's like, you don't think that you're going to care about these fucking married people with their goddamn kids. <laughs> you start watching it, and you're like, this is real. This is this is suburban America <laughs> trauma right here. It's good. Yeah. What All right, we, I got to check it out. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on this thing? Phil it? on the ones and twos. We got, a, we got a, a monitor set up here, and he's Googling things for us. Yeah, what's the Rotten Tomatoes on this? I had to switch to Wi-Fi. It's running a lot faster now. Oh, 89? 89? It's not bad. Reese Witherspoon's fan fantastic, though. Yes. She really is a good actress. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's this movie I really like a lot. I watched when I was a kid called Saving Silverman mm -hmm. with Jack Black and Steve Zahn and Jason Biggs from American Pie. Rotten Tomatoes gives it like a 28. Eight. And I'm like, that's a good movie. What are you talking about, Rotten Tomatoes? You fucking assholes over there, Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, I used to fucking love it. That's what made me listen to Neil Diamond. Yeah. And there's no good reason to listen to Neil Diamond. I, list, I downloaded two Neil Diamond songs last week because of this movie, because they're great songs. And um, yeah, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, you need to lighten up on. I feel like they have like a definite niche. Oh, 18% now. You, man, you 18? were like really. Jeez, I thought it was 28, but either way, like I was like. Like they made the movie, like it. It's. <laughs> it's probably because of this. I feel like any like this was in the nineties, right? Uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay, well, late nineties, like mid nineties. I feel like they all had like the same, <laughs> yeah, like, format for the cover of the movies. <laughs> You're right. And it's just like, oh yeah, let's just type it in there. They mm -hmm. already have the format done. Yeah. This this picture is a good summary of this movie, <laughs> dude. And eight, you're right. You are you are actually right. This uh, banner art the. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, like, I feel like the cinematographer would have to be holding the camera upside down. Like, 18? Come on. Like, if you want to, like, I feel like a 60 or a 50, you'd be like, ah, oh, this movie sucked. But, like, I think it's funny. It's a good story. It's whatever. 
Four and a half stars on <laughs> Amazon. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched it again. I'm dying in my room. I'm I'm dying. And I, I don't know why. I think maybe I was looking up one of the actors or something and I just my eye just caught the rotten tomatoes. Eighteen percent and I'm like, <laughs> There's something to get offended about. It's eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, I, yeah. that's I, preposterous. I thought it was a little I thought it was a little over dramatic. At least nineteen percent. You mm-hmm. should just look at it to see like what other movies have received eighteen percent. Oh yeah. You know, like a good little perspective on that. Yeah. I I don't know if you can do that, but Probably you can. You can do anything. <laughs> anything you can think of. <laughs> anything you want. The world is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> but we might have to get back to this one. Yeah, I don't know how to Google back. it. <laughs> <laughs> Google Google uh, lowest scored movies on Rotten Tomato. Google that. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Stuff that got a zero percent. Uh, for listeners, we're googling the lowest scored movies on Rotten Tomatoes, and there's a whole bunch that got a zero. Staying Alive, 1983. Is that a disco movie? Wow, they gave a disco movie a zero. What was that first one? My bad. Megaforce. Megaforce. Uh, about an elite army of. International fighters equipped with high-tech weaponry. It's vastly cheesy. Uh, it looks like a Star Wars knockoff, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it does kind of look like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they gave this movie Staying Live with John Travolta and Sylvester Stallone. St- Sylvester Stallone. Excuse me. Zero. Man, that's too bad. <laughs> Every actor has one movie. <laughs> one movie with a zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stallone has a few. But. Uh, Bolero. Another one with a zero. The Slugger's Wife. Zero. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these. But I mean, honestly, you kind of get... I feel like there's a lot of movies out there. And it's like, well, how do they get the budget for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of those late 90s movies, I, I love watching them because they're so terrible but they're Mm -hmm. nostalgic and then i love looking up the budget because that was when hollywood was just like fuck it 100 million let's do it the uh like starship troopers i think it was 100 million what it's like what yeah for that i I saw starship troopers i like starship Troopers. yeah it's great but i mean it's not 100 million i could make it for 20 (laughs) you know it's just crazy crazy that that movie had a hundred million dollar budget that's insane it's probably just, it's probably just all the CGI because back then it, CGI wasn't that cheap either though. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Because I mean, it, what was the what was it with uh, with Game of Thrones? Every single time a dragon had to be like created, it was like super expensive. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I watched all of the um, all the teen movies, all the um, can't hardly wait, and um, what do we got here? Three hundred seventy nine million dollars for cars to create. Like, why? That's insane. And all the Avengers. For the worst one. <laughs> all the Avengers, all the Pirates of the Caribbeans, the Star Wars, all these uh, Marvel movies, all of these uh, superhero movies have insane budgets. That's what I mean. I think it's just, I think it's mostly CGI. It has to be. Yeah. And a lot of them have a bunch of A-list actors. Yeah. Right? Well, they probably factor in that 
that doesn't matter if Star Wars costs three hundred million. They know every person on Earth is going to go see it. They're going to so go see it. So it's like, why yeah, cut yeah. fucking corners? They got all of our ten dollars. <laughs> Did you watch um, uh, the new Pete Davidson movie? I don't want to. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like him. No, no, I don't <laughs> like him. But what about Judd Apatow? He's a producer. Oh really? Uh huh. God damn it. Yeah, so I'll probably watch it. It's Catch Twenty Two. Why don't you like Pete Davidson? The King of Staten Island. I don't know. I just I think his. A lot of people don't like him. I don't like him. I just, like, look at him, man. Like, (laughs) 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 oh, man. He, it's a very, it's an autobiographical movie, so you probably wouldn't like it. Wait, why? Why is that? Because you don't like him. This is, oh, and it's just, this his life. This is who he is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no. I don't, I don't know. I always feel like, well, first of all, I got, it's like very, unreasonable why like I, I put so much effort in like hating the new lineup of uh snl but, oh like, i just i don't like the lineup that they got after even like even like the jason sudeikis and chris I can't, yeah jason, chris and i Wig. love jason i was just about to say jason sudeikis i like love that him. era i feel like yeah. it was so amazing and the writing was so good mm-hmm. that after that and as soon as they brought in like uh what's her name amy bryant and uh Amy bryant Amy bryant and uh I, I mean, even Michael Che. I'm not even mm-hmm. like the new, the Michael new Jay, Colin Jones. Colin Jones. I, uh, I just don't. Kyle Mooney and uh, Kyle Mooney. I kind. I like Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong. But even Zam, Zamir Zapata. I don't know who that one is. But even like, um, what's her name? Um, Kate. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I really want to like her. Yeah. But it just seems like a lot of the characters that they make mm-hmm. are the same character over and over again, and yeah. they just don't have, they don't have like the the elasticity that mm-hmm. that Jason Sudeikis and Chris and Wig and and Jimmy Fallon those guys had. Um, Andy Samberg, Andy was in Samberg. That um, let me think. So, uh, uh, Fred, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. Oh my god! Like it was so good. Fred Armisen kills. But okay, so like your <laughs> your take is how everybody feels when it's a new cast. No, it can't be. Everybody no hates the new cast until the new cast is the shit. And yeah, but these guys have been doing it for the last five years at You're least. Right. You're right. Okay, so look, um, Kyle Mooney and um, uh, oh here we go, uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Maya Rudolph. Yep. Uh, Will Fuller. Will Forte. Chris Parnell. Yeah, I agree. This cast is way better. This yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, Daryl Hammond has um, was a part of the show for like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Keenan Thompson just took him over for the longest, but like Daryl Hammond was a part for a long time. Um, so back to the new cast, Kyle Mooney and um, Beck Bennett, um, they got on SNL from a YouTube channel. Okay. They made YouTube sketch comedy. And uh, yeah, there's Beck Bennett right Actually, there. Actually, I do like Beck Bennett. Mm-hmm. I do think he's really funny. And those two, they start, and Kyle Mooney too. Actually, yeah, you're right. Their YouTube channel did really good, and that's like, I think they still had the audition, but that was like how they got their foot in the door for SNL. Okay, so, so I like that a lot. I think that's cool. Other than anybody else, I like them too, and that was about it. <laughs> I like Colin, I like Colin Jost and Michael Shea. I think they have a good uh, energy on Weekend Update. Uh, oh. I really like Seth Meyers, uh, going back to the old cast. Yeah. Yeah, I like Seth Meyers a lot, and I watch his show now. Seth Meyers had a really, like, he, I feel like he's the one that lifted, um, what's, the, what's the segment called? Um, Weekend Update? Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. But and, and yeah. his new his show is basically weekend update. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just after these guys laughed, I was just like, Yeah, <laughs> fuck this show. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis and Andy Sandberg, Bill Hader, Fred Armisen. Yeah. I love all those guys. Have you so seen much. the the Bill Hader show Barry on no, Showtime? Uh hear good things. It's really good. Yeah. It's like a comedy, but it's like murder. It's it's really good. I thought okay. it was going to be stupid. And it's called Barry. Barry. Yeah. There's two things I love. It's comedy and murder. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's like burying Barry as in burying someone, or no. Barry is the name. B a r r y. Yeah. His name. Oh, Barry. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll check it out. Henry, and then Henry Winkler's in it. Um, that fucking guy from King of the Hill. I don't know what his Henry name is. Winkler is Fonzie, right? Okay, okay, cool. Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs> I read Daryl Hammond's uh, autobiography. It's really sad. Oh, okay. Really sad. Yeah, he used to be, he was abused by his mom, not his dad. And it fucked with him. He's got all kinds of problems. Man. Like uh, self mutilation and uh, uh, self mutilation, uh, substance abuse. Super depressed. If have you ever seen a live interview with him? No, I haven't. His eyes are darty. It's <laughs> it's it's crazy. Man, yeah, nuts. This is it. This is it right here. Okay. Yeah, I went through this whole phase where I was reading biographies and autobiographies of comedians. Which one's the best one? This one was really good. I read uh, Leah Remini, the star of King of Queens. With Kevin James? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was a Scientologist. Was? Mm-hmm. She, she was born into Scientology. Or, like, her mom made them join when she was, like, 10 or something like that. And uh, she had to leave, and she's, like, a really huge outspoken proponent against Scientology. Because it's... Scientology's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. It's crazy when you, like, walk... When you, well, not walk, but when you drive by any Scientology center. Mm-hmm. Like, just how, like... First of all, how huge the buildings are. They look legit. They look so legit. And like budget, like money. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, But I don't know if you've noticed all the cameras around it. No. Like their surveillance oh. is insane. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's like the book. Leah Romini's book is great if anybody wants to like learn more about Scientology or like, um, yeah, it talks about all kinds of stuff like that. Like surveillance, everybody has this file, every, everything you do, even if you're, like, you're a really good person in the church, like... You have a file, and they're keeping record of everything you've ever done. And then they're gonna, if you ever try to like come out against them, they like they'll pull shit up, they'll blackmail you. They're fucking dirty. So what did they try to do with her? Did they try anything? Shh. Uh, okay, so this for anybody, for any fans of Scientology, this is like a well-known fact. David Miscavige, do you know about Scientology? Kinda. I I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, and he had. I think he had Leah Remini. Yeah, on. he had her on last year or two years ago. But yeah, it's all. It's, it's what year a, did this book come out? Uh, I want to say she promoted. The, I might have read the book because of jo- their Joe Rogan podcast. But David Miscavige is the leader of Scientology. Um, and his wife, um, I can't remember her name. But we could just call her Debbie Miscavige. Has been missing for ten years. And they say that uh, David Miscavige's wife is up in this, like, cabin somewhere in, like, California. Um, This, like, giant Scientology um, compound. 
and nobody's seen her for like 10 years. Who's saying that she's up there? Him? Uh, the scientist, like, uh, him and the official, like, um, report or whatever the uh, the authorities of Scientology the the higher ups she hanging out with Carol Baskin's husband probably yeah up there yeah so and I I think what happened was she was going to come out against David Miscavige and the church and like they silenced her or you know a lot of speculation is that you know she was killed and so she was friends with um, David Miscavige's wife and when when she went missing, she was like, we got to find her. Like I haven't talked to her in years or in like months and months. And then like, everybody was telling her, no, she's fine. She's up at this cabin and like, she could never find her and she could never talk to her again. So she left because they essentially like kidnapped her and like they haven't been able to find her. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. straw. That's a straw. A lot of straws. That's a lot of straws. <laughs> I mean, they're not only getting uh, turtles, they're getting camels, too. Mm. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There he is. Seems like a straight shooter to yeah, me. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. You get a suit on. See if you can pull up uh, his wife's name. Yeah, just search wife. Shelly. Shelly Miscavige. Yeah, and there's no there's no death date, right? Yeah, it just says that she's alive, but she's been missing for a long time. But like, the the Church of Scientology is so strong that like, I guess nobody's even like investigating. I don't know. Yeah, but Church of Scientology, we do need a sponsor on this podcast. Uh, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll send us one of those things that you grab. And it tells you, yes, they're called your, uh, something meter. Yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah, I can't remember. I, I feel like the only like most of the things that I know about Scientology is like based off of South Park. So like, <laughs> I can't really say much. More. Dude, but they usually like they honestly do a good job of having facts. And yeah. then obviously, after you present the facts, then you make the comedy. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any of that like because I feel like a lot of times during that episode they said like this is actually what they believe. <laughs> yeah, they break the fourth wall and tell <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> South Park great. I fucking love South Park. I haven't I haven't really watched it in the last few years. Yeah, right. I haven't watched it in 10 years. I feel like as soon as they started talking about Trump and all that stuff like, uh-huh. with uh, with Mr. Garrison like yeah. I stopped watching. I stopped being funny then. Mm-hmm. Like they stopped being kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did, and I don't think they really ever um, did anything with uh, um, Bill Clinton, or I guess it would be George Bush. I don't think they ever talked about George Bush. Well, back then, like you said, they, it was just one-off wacky episodes. They had like killer turkeys or yeah. Mecca Streisand, and yeah, they yeah. are like the kings of satire. But you're right that it, it's a hundred percent like it's almost like people are counting on them to satirize the political environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I feel like they just ran out of stuff to talk about. I mean, like, so like now it's like, okay, let's see what else is going on. Yeah, and then we'll just write a episode about whatever's currently going on. I don't know. Yeah, they do. Like, apparently, they have one week turnarounds, so shit could happen, and they yeah get six it out days a week. Well, it's like that documentary that they that they filmed. I didn't watch. Is it good? It's really good. Oh man! And it's like they you literally see them handing the tape over uh-huh. to the guy that's going to broadcast it nationwide or like you know worldwide, whatever. Uh-huh. Like. A minute before they're supposed to air. Dang, that's crazy. 
Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, six days to air. That's that was it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's amazing, and like also like the staying power. Like, how long have they been like going for it? You know, yeah, long time, really long time. But I don't know. I feel like personally, I feel like they should stop, stop, just stop. They should just stop. Like I feel like some, <laughs> they should. Like I feel like they should have stopped a few seasons ago. Uh huh. Like. Well, look at all these great shows that are still like really relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like The Simpsons were probably mm-hmm. up there, but like you don't really hear about them as much as you used to. No, you're right. But they're still going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but like, look, then look at Seinfeld. I feel like Seinfeld is still kind of relevant because they stopped. Because they stopped. Damn, that's a really good point. And I think that's one of the things that Jerry was talking about. Like every every time they stopped the season, he would like sit all the writers down. He's like, "Do you guys think we can do another season?" Uh huh. And then as soon as they are like, it's like, eh, then he like stopped it. Yeah. And it's like, and now it's that. Yeah, you're totally right. Well, it's hard to walk away from a steady paycheck, yeah. but not just a paycheck, but like those, they're probably breaking it in. Well, if, if you think of, like imagine if Breaking Bad would have done the Walking Dead approach mm-hmm. and just kept pumping out bullshit, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad you know, would have just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah, it would yeah. stop being one Instead of the, of bad, the greatest know. shows ever made. Or whatever. So I think the difference between that and with South Park and The Simpsons is that their actors don't age, and they just do topical stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like... It'll never be what it was. It was never going to be what it was. And even now, like, I still quote, like, older episodes. I've never yeah. quoted any recent episodes. You're right. But, like... I even tried to watch a new episode, like... Just once, and I, I it was difficult. It's boring, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I mean, like there was that one episode that they did a spoof off of uh, Children of the Corn, and like uh-huh. it wasn't even anything. Like it was, it was, it was just funny back then. Like they, it was actually like, rela- you know, not hundred percent relatable because yeah. I wasn't, you know, being attacked. But by like they did like the Pokemon episode. Yeah, Shin Pokemon is it was amazing. Perfect. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so good. But yeah. like they don't have that anymore. I don't. I mean, maybe it's still going on. We just aren't seeing it in the same way. Maybe you know. Like I wonder what what the viewer, uh, I mean they're obviously still watching it because they're still, like Comedy Central is still putting it up, yeah. You know? So they can run ads off of it. It's got to still be. Um, we had twenty four seasons. That's insane. That's insane because there's no way I got past ten. <laughs> there's no way I got past ten. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fucking classics though. I mean, they do. They make yeah. fun of Al Gore with Man Bear Pig and all that. Yeah, well, that was around for that. Like I saw that. Right. That was when I was still watching. Man Bear Pig's great. I I kind of <laughs> gave up too, but it might yeah. be a nice treat when I do get back into it. And it's like, oh, there's ten badass seasons I haven't watched. Yeah, that's a lot of content. To try to catch up on. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Party Down. Have you seen that? Yeah, Party Down is really good. Only two seasons, so like, it's good, and you're watching it, and then that's oh, it's over. Sucks. Yeah, but I, honestly, I feel like those ones. For some reason, I feel like industry shows don't do well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because it's about serving. It's, it's about, about catering, serving and catering. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like the people that really relate to it mm-hmm. are people in the industry. Yeah. So like, people that haven't that haven't really worked as a server or for worked as a server for a long time mm-hmm. or just enough time that it was kind of part of your life, mm-hmm. they can't relate to it, so they don't really necessarily like it. I think with that show, I went into a rabbit hole with it and. They had issues with everyone's schedule. Like uh-huh. everyone else had a different show. And that's why um like she leaves what's her name? I'm sorry. 
Yeah, she left for Glee. Adam Scott got Parks and Rec, and everybody was just like being pulled a different direction, and it didn't work. Okay, because a lot of people consider it a successful show. Um, they just never got to do more seasons. Yeah, I think it was a great like setup for it too. Like mm-hmm. how every episode was like a different party that they were catering. Yeah, it was weird. Like um, after I watched all of it, I'm like, we never see anything but work. It's a hundred percent at work. Yeah. Nobody doesn't go to anybody's house, nobody driving, nothing like that, all at work. So I wonder if that was like a conscious decision they made or if they, and if they're going to stay with it, but it was like it's unique in that way. Yeah, there's a I mean, this one doesn't relate to it at all, but there's a book or well, there's a book from Anthony Bourdain Kitchen Confidential and mm-hmm. somebody kind of made a show, well, Fox tried to make a show based mm-hmm. off of it. And I think it only aired two or three episodes, but they filmed a full season. And it's not necessarily a good show <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's just like little one or two, you know, jokes that like really like stand up. Uh-huh. But um but yeah, they only they but I feel like they didn't do well because one, they weren't cursing, so it wasn't really necessarily like good. <laughs> and it was like and it was really kind of cheesy. So this was uh, a written scripted show. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, and I and like I said, it aired like two or three episodes of Is it. Is Bradley Cooper chef? Bradley Cooper's Jack Bourdain. He's like Yeah. Okay, and um, but yeah, like it, it didn't really, you know, it got canceled like right away. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, so I've seen it work with um, a movie. Have you seen Chef? Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, but okay, so with Chef, uh huh, when John Favreau was doing like research and stuff on it, uh-huh. he well, one he trained with like actual chefs, like he trained with Roy Choi from from. From the from the Kogi food, tr- uh, food trucks in LA. Yeah, that's what and I heard. Then, but I think he also went to talk with David Chang at uh, that owns Mofuku in uh-huh. New York. Well, he's all over the world now. But I think David Chang is the one that told him. He says like, "Yeah, man, that's cool, but you know, get the language right. That's the one thing everybody gets wrong all the time. It's like you need to curse, and that's the only reason why you need this to curse. <laughs> this is the only reason this movie is rated R is because they curse a few times. Uh huh. If not, it would probably have been rated PG-13 or whatever. You're right. It's such a good movie. It's really good. It's such a good movie. But he actually did research on it. I still haven't seen it. I've seen the Chef show on Netflix, and that's awesome. Yeah, so that's based off of this. Yeah. No, I need to still watch it. What's the Rotten Toms on this, Phil? This is 100%. Perfect movie all around. (laughs) I want to say in the 90s. Oh, it has to be, right? Um, I I like the social media aspect. Like the kid is like tweeting everything. Tweeting and he, and he makes like a Facebook like page. Whoa, eighty seven. That's yeah, good. It's not bad. That's good. I'll take it. Yeah, I I I, I love this movie um, a lot. Uh, he has like a he has like a big studio, and then he's seeing Scarlett Johansson, the hostess, and. She's in his house, and then he, like, there's just a scene where there's a close-up shop on, of him, like, chopping the garlic and then, like, cooking just butter noodles, it looks like. It's, well, it's such a good scene. It's ugly olio. It's garlic and oil. Yeah? What is it called? Ugly olio. Ugly olio? Yeah. Okay. So it's just, yeah, it's just a pasta dish. It's, like, it's kind of, it's traditional dish in Italy, but it's just garlic, oil, and, like, some herbs. And, like, I mean, I add lemon to it and a little bit of chili flake, but, yeah. Huh. It's such. It's really good. It is. Uh, it's one of my favorite dishes to make at home. It's um such an appetizing scene. Like I was like, I never wanted pasta more in my life <laughs> yeah. than when I watched that scene. And it's like, I'm presumably we just had sex, 
and now I'm making you like amazing noodles. And then she's just sitting there, and he like, what is it called when you when you twist noodles and plate it? Yeah, you're just twisting the noodles up. Uh, he does that, and then hands her the the dish, and then she takes a bite, and she's like, loves it. And I was like, yeah, he just he just laid it down, and then he <laughs> laid it down, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but that's why it's a good show because he actually did research on it and like people could relate to it, mm-hmm. but not only in the industry because he was actually a good story of it too. Yes, and I feel like a lot of a lot of other chef or industry shows don't really do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he got the budget and he made a movie, you yeah. know, because like a show is a gamble. No, yeah, for sure. And he, yeah, he has a food truck in that show. Yeah, yep. he does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> A, I think it's an actual food truck in real life, too. I feel like they use it for oh. like events and stuff, too. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was yeah, that was really good. I feel like a lot of people were like really excited when that came out. Mm-hmm. He makes those uh, Cubanos, and they they make the pork, and they make that look really good. They did a really good job. The cinematography is really good, and it makes you hungry. Yeah, the Cubanos were really good. I love a Cubano. I think after... The movie came out. I was working at Hacienda at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I just... Oh, I, I was making pork for something. I think maybe for like brunch or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I made it in that kind of style. Like I just made a mojo and like marinated it and roasted it off and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, I called my the other chef from the banquet chef up. And he's like, hey, man, I'm making Cubanos. Do you want one? He's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like he came up and we just like had a Cubano each. And we just like downed it so fast yeah. and afterwards i felt like dog shit yeah you don't feel good after it a was cubano. a well, like, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that it was a cubano it was that i ate like like a whole demi baguette of one so mm-hmm. it was like i don't know 12 inches mm-hmm. of just like pork and ham uh-huh. and pickles and it was yeah. like yeah i i just needed a nap it's heavy it's so heavy it's really really heavy yeah so yeah. i needed to like run service after that it is um yeah, you can't just be eating Cubanos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. You, you, I mean, you COVID time is probably the best time to just do that. You're going to die if you're just eating Cubanos. <laughs> your you're going to die. Can't be eating Cubanos. Can't just be eating Cubanos every day. Cubanos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're going to die. <laughs> but, um, man, it's it's two kinds of pork on there, right? Yeah, it's ham and like, pork shoulder yeah. It's like just sliced ham and then like a shredded pork. Shredded pork or like, yeah, you can like slice it, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then just whatever cheese you want or does it have to be like... Traditionally, Swiss? it's like Swiss. Okay, Swiss and then just mustard and pickle. Mustard, mayo, pickle. And, and I think does it, you just pick your bread? Well, usually it's like a, usually it's like a torta bun, kind of like a torta bun. Oh, bun. fuck. But it's almost like a... But it's a little bit more like a baguette, so it has a little bit more of a crust so it can like so you yeah. can press it. Oh man, that sounds so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I feel like the only other sandwich that I like. Well, there's two other sandwiches that I like as much as that. There's like, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, Thomas Keller's favorite sandwich, which is the Chef of French Laundry. It's um, it's like a BLT with manchego and then and a fried egg inside. Oh, that's so good. Oh man. And then, oh, what's the other one? Oh, and a banh mi. I think a banh oh, mi yeah. is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I like a bon me. I um, I was working at the Dutch for like a year and a half before I went to Pocacosa, before I went to Pinca. And they had a Cubano there, and um, it was served on the board. Mm-hmm. 
Which was a misstep because that is so much grease <laughs> from the Cubano and it's great and like you can get dirty. But it goes on that board and then you need a plate because that that grease is just coming off and it's just gonna go onto whatever you're on. You're gonna get grease on the table. And when you're eating a Cubano, the last thing you wanna do, like you, you just wanna clean when you're done. Like, let me just get, let me just eat this right yeah. now. You know, it's going to be gross. It's going to be messy. <laughs> but I need to eat my Cubano right now. <laughs> and there's just grease all over. So then, like, your brain is thinking about the grease. That's not what you need when you're doing a Cubano. You don't need anxiety. Cubano is about escaping. <laughs> <laughs> you doing a bit right now? <laughs> I know. I feel like this can go into, like, a really, this, I feel like this is a bit. Tired. That's that you was it. it. I did oh, it. Okay, that, that's the whole thing. Your Cubano scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though if you have fries because then you can sop up the grease sop with the fries. Sop up the Cubano grease with mm-hmm. the fries. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Cubano grease podcast. <laughs> Let's call us Cubanitos. <laughs> Cubanito. That's what I named my penis. Cubanito. <laughs> mine's uh, mine's shredded pork. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> man. Uh I also just like a cold sandwich. I just like a like just turkey with like sprouts, avocado, cucumber, like fresh vegetables. So like a California. Mm-hmm. I love that. California sandwich, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like, my favorite thing to order at Bison Witches. Bison Witches is like this. Like a, it's like a bar and like a sandwich place here in bar town. Bar and sandwich place, out, yeah. And soup uh, and salad. So the salad. first bar I ever went to in Tucson. Bison's? Bison. Yeah, I was like fourteen or fifteen yeah. <laughs> with a fake ID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of summarizes it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, their little like I found a little hack with their with one of their menu items because one of them is uh, you get half a sandwich and, and a bowl of soup and the soup mm-hmm. is it comes in a bread bowl. Mm-hmm. So, but if you order the California sandwich mm-hmm. because it comes on a on a croissant, mm-hmm. they can't cut it in half, so you get the full sandwich. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's what I do. <laughs> so it, that's that doesn't have cream cheese though, right? Actually, I think it does. Yeah. 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 I like a sandwich like that that has the cream cheese on it. So where did you find it? BLT. Bacon. Yeah, oh, it's the Cali. Oh yeah, yeah, Cali. Uh, thinly sliced. Sorry, is that in the center of your screen? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thinly sliced white turkey breast, avocado slices, cream cheese, sprouts, mayo. And the toasted croissant. Damn, that sounds good. That sounds I, I love like the croissant. It's like buttery and flaky. It's almost like that torta bread. It's like real soft and flaky. Yeah. I love that. Um Johnny Gibson's has one just like that. Where it's like a turkey sandwich with like all the fresh vegetables and then cream cheese. Okay. It's good. Cause like the creaminess really brings like the creaminess works well with all the freshness of the like the veggies and like the crunch. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. Man, I have to go to Bison's after this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm hungry. I've been, I've been getting into Baggins lately, man. They have some pretty good sandwiches. Okay. I've only been there like once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have some good ones. They have like a sundown or something, sunrise. It has like, it's like a Thanksgiving sandwich. Uh-huh. I don't okay. know. It's got stuffing and it's what? fucking good. Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Have you had the sandwich good. at Time Market, the tamale one? Yes. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, that's I, it, and that's also like a very popular dish. Yeah, people love that dish. Did you work there before? No, I worked at Wilco. Oh, okay, okay. sister store. Yeah, but we got like ten percent off there or something. Shout out to Time Market for the disassembled corn tamale entree. Oh, that one's good with the breakfast one. 
I don't that know. That was really good, too. I thought that's what we were talking about. No, the sandwich. Tamale sandwich? It was like, it was, well, they call it a roasted chicken sandwich, uh-huh. but it's like roasted chicken with avocado and salsa, um, and then like a seared piece of tamale oh. inside. I don't know if that's the same thing I've had. Like on the outside of the bread. Uh-huh. It's so good. I know what it's either that or the other one. They're very famous for that tamale dish there. Which the is tamale weird. plate. I think it's just a tamale plate, yeah, right? Yeah, which is weird because it's a American pizza. <laughs> like market? Grocery store <laughs> Grocery <market>. store, yeah. <laughs> Known the for... The pizza's really good, too, actually. Yes. I, I think it's the best. I, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> uh, any Tucson listeners, you can drop us a comment with what you think the best Tucson pizza is. I think it's Time Market. I love it. Okay, so, like, and this is speaking in, like, a slice land, like... Empire, you go get a you go to get a slice. Brooklyn, you go to get a slice. Time Market, you go get a slice. I like Time Market the best. Oh, out of those three, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and as far as like a whole pizza pie, like I don't I don't really know, but like I would probably go to Time Market because they make that. Um, Riley's pretty good. Riley's good. Riley's pretty good. Uh, Flora is good. How mm-hmm. did Sauce make this? Isn't that like a chain? Sauce is. Uh, no, it is. Yeah, not, yeah. Sauce is the super thin ones. So it's almost like a tortilla pizza. Oh yeah, it's like really crispy, huh? It's like mm-hmm. a subway for pizza, though, isn't it? That I've been thinking to of something else. Mod pizza. Oh, I think a mod. I like it. I heard mod is good. I've never been there, dude. It's it's like a subway for pizza, like you yeah. just said. You go there, you start with. I don't. I think you just get pizza, and then <laughs> like you can get like a red sauce or like a pesto, and then you can pick your cheese. You can pick your toppings. No limits. I'm pretty sure. I think. I think you have to get like. When I say no limits, I love vegetables. So I'm getting olives, onions. I'm getting bell peppers, jalapenos. I'm getting banana peppers. I'm getting every kind of veggie I can get because I fucking love it. So you do have to learn to kind of be an adult, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've got it's unlimited. You can get everything on the mod pizza. Yeah. And can you get unlimited meats too? Or well, olives? I don't know. I went to a place in uh, Salt Lake City that was basically this called like Rev Pizza or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, unlimited? Well, you know, you basically carry it out in a five-gallon bucket. But it's like, <laughs> you got to be like, all right, only three. I'm doing three today. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. I think my favorite one, well, when I worked at Maynard's. Yeah. I um, I didn't know you worked at Maynard's. Yeah, I worked there for like, I didn't work there too long. Maybe I worked there for like maybe four or five months, maybe six months. You didn't like it? No, I, I liked it a lot. I uh, I learned a lot. I feel like Adam was probably one of the Best chefs I ever worked with. Like shout out Adam from Maynard's. He was really good. He's in Seattle now. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't listen to this. Yeah, there's no way he's listening <laughs> to this. Or that close. But um, well, there we got like a free meal every day. Yeah, and uh, you know as long as it wasn't lobster or something. Yeah, but <laughs> I can't do the paperwork. Want. I don't know why we're not making any money. A <laughs> <laughs> food cost is off the chain. What the hell? <laughs> Uh, but so I always used to get pizza uh-huh. and I always used to like, but I used to just like kind of make my own. So I used to make a, like a mac and cheese pizza. Oh man. With topped with duck confit. Oh no. It was so good. Holy shit. But you, you could only you put eat pasta like, on there. Yeah. So, but you can only eat like two slices. <laughs> it was like so fulling. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was so good though. It was the best pizza I've ever had. I worked at uh, Mario's pizza in college. Wait here. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. So is that place actually real? Like there's there's things inside. Like there's pizza inside. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a front. Yeah. It totally looks like a front. No <laughs> one's ever there. I've heard that. It's like six slices for whatever. Just come in. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Nine nine cent day. Everyone thinks it's a drug front. 
Because no one's ever there, and it's been there forever. This is an, an um. I mean, it's not the best real estate, but this is the like third time I've heard it just in like this month. Because <laughs> I keep telling people, yeah, I used to work at pizza. Like I don't know why I'm like wielding that around. Like it's part of <laughs> very important part of my personality. <laughs> yeah, I used to deliver pizzas. Like I'm impressing anyone. <laughs> oh, you got a job where you just needed a car and a pulse. <laughs> um, so I worked there, and we would get. You could eat a slice, but like we kind of just ate as much slices as we want. Nobody ever said anything. You cut a a twenty a twenty inch pizza. You make a twenty inch pizza, cheese, and it's conveyor belt oven. So you just put it in halfway. And there's like a little door right here. So you put it in halfway, and you pull it out, and then you just put it up on a um, like almost like a storage area, and that's what you cut out of to get the slices, the customer slices. Yeah, and so that's what we would cut out of to get our employee meals. And then I would get the slice, and then I would go down to the topping station, and I would put whatever I wanted. But my trick that I would do is I would put garlic butter on the toast right there, and I would put cheese on that, and then mm. I'd put it through the other half of the conveyor belt. So, And then I would cut it right there. So I would eat the slice, and then I would have a little breadstick. Oh, nice. A little cheese breadstick. I like stick. that. Mm-hmm. Tasty. It, was it good? Yeah. Mario's pizza is really good. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't think it was a drug front. <laughs> we used to we get busy every night and we like deliver pizzas all over town. It, our delivery area was crazy. It was like all the way over to like Romero, which is past Fair Fairview. Okay, like west west of Stone. Okay, and then it goes all the way to like uh, Alvernon. I want to say. Wait, did deliver at my house? Yeah, um, what's your cross streets? Avernon and Glen? Yeah, they delivered you. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's a long ways. River all the way down to Broadway. Jesus. It was huge. You deliver every night. Going for it. And I was in college, so I'd go to work at like five, deliver pizzas till like nine. So if I order pizza today, like it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't go to Empire. Oh, oof. <laughs> <laughs> or just go to Empire still. They'll deliver to you. If you want a delivery. The delivery part is not the issue. That's not the issue? Yeah, I just want yeah. it to be good. You want something good? Yeah. I don't know. Magpies was nominated as Tucson's Best Pizza. No, I stopped liking Magpies as soon as they stopped giving like the... Uh, and so, uh, until they stopped doing the slices. Because they used to mm-hmm. do slices there too. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they stopped doing slices, they just went to shit. And then they changed the uh, they changed the mascot. Uh-huh. From the bird? Well, it's still a bird, but it kind of looks like the uh, Spy versus Spy guy. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I don't know. It's just I don't know if it changed ownership or what, but like it just I didn't I didn't like it as much. I think a pizza place has to do slices. Yeah, especially that like a big place like that. I uh-huh. think it has to because it's one thing to like if you're in if you're hungry and you're out and you need food, like some t- places you go, it takes a while. Pizza is like oh, I could just get pizza, and it's supposed to be like you can get it in a box, you can walk with it. Like it's just good for everyone. Yeah. I went to a place in Manhattan and it was like a case of pizza Mm -hmm. and they were like pre-made but not cooked and you just pick them. They put them in an oven for like five minutes and you're on your way, man. It was like, yeah, it was crazy to see how efficient they have shit there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, obviously New York. Um, but like Brooklyn's kills it. I feel like empire and, um, and time market, you know, and there's, I almost forget magpies even exists sometimes. I know me too. But yeah, Mario's will deliver to you, and they have uh, Philly cheese sticks there. Oh, really? Are mm-hmm. they good? 
Dude, okay, Mario's hat. I, I think the Philly cheese sticks are amazing. Okay. Are they better than like Frankie's? No, nothing is better than Frankie's. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, man, I should have eaten before I came here because like I'm just liking everything right well, now. Well, I thought you were gonna be late. And I was like, ah, maybe we can go um, grab food real quick, and then you were like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm like, ah, no, he's gonna be here in ten minutes. <laughs> well, we were just gonna get a bullshit sandwich. We were gonna get a Jimmy John's. Now I'm like, fuck, man, maybe I should get some good food. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I know we're just talking about food for. <laughs> <laughs> um now it's hard because like i settle so much with what i eat because oh, you can't yeah. go get anything good you need somewhere that just has to go just anything that is just like to go and so he's like jimmy john's like perfect it's a fucking wrapped up sandwich you can go to frankie's dude i drove by frankie's boarded up what no no way there is plywood on the doors on the fr- at the frankie's on Campbell and whatever. Campbell and Glenn. Dude, there's no way. They closed down? I don't know if they closed down, but they are not, I don't think they're doing takeout. You know what I'm saying? Well, they were doing takeout a month ago. Closed 11 a.m. to it's Monday. Yeah. because Well, on Sundays they closed really early, but... There's plywood on the door. I'm not... Oh, man. I'm not... I'm, I don't know what that means. They could still be doing takeout. It just looked like there's plywood on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to try that tomorrow. Yeah. Ugh. Opening a new location in Marana. Oh. Good job, Frankie's. I wonder how long this. I, I wonder. I wonder when they updated this website. <laughs> well, I, I was looking to see if they had a um, like. Sorry, we boarded our doors. <laughs> it sends a it sends a message. You know? <laughs> okay, get this. Mario's Pizza. Okay. Cold sandwiches, pretty much like the standards. Um. Hot sandwiches, chicken parm, eggplant parm. Meatball sub, um, spaghetti, cheese ravioli, meat ravioli, lasagna, wings, all fried food, zucchini, mushrooms, fries, onion rings, pizza, of course. Fr- uh, um, Mario says everything. How are, there, how are there wings? Okay, first of all, are there meatballs? I mean, they're buying them frozen, right? Like They have to be. I can't remember. I feel like they have to be. Like, there's no way. I can't remember. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mario's like the unsung hero in Doosan. Like, it's just really good scratch made. And like, no it's one. has been around. <laughs> everybody's talking on it yeah. because they think it's a front. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one will ever go inside. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, the dude, the dude who owns its name is Vince. Name is not Mario. He's not even Mario. Nope. See? That's another, like, <laughs> that's not, it's not, yeah. You know? <laughs> also, this is a, uh, inside detail. I don't know if I'm disclosing too much. But have you heard of Marcos Pizza? Yeah. In on the south side? He bought the old sign off of Marcos Pizza and he cut the C so it looks like a cursive I and the dot is the top of the C. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Wait, that's on the sign outside? Mm-hmm. Or just their logo in general? The sign outside. Like the the the, the neon thing? Is it neon? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! I gotta try to find that. Yeah, now. when you get, like look at it and, and like think about that, and you'll see it. It's crazy. <laughs> that is so. I mean, I really like that. Yeah, I worked there for a year and a half. I um, I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I, I gained a lot of weight. Well, it was a job, right? Yeah. I couldn't eat pizza for. Yeah, there oh. it is. Yeah, so that's a Marcos pizza, which I, I, apparently they're um, relevant on the south side of Tucson. Yeah, I think he cut that, and then he used the apostrophe. And the eye, 
Like you cut that in half and used it for the apostrophe in the eye. Oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. So it's Marco's Pizza. <laughs> He's just doing it on a budget <laughs> for a location that closed down. That is so funny. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, after I, I was working, I worked at a pizza place when I was in high school, and like after working there, I couldn't eat pizza for like six years after that. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I don't get tired of food. I only got tired of a lot of things. people do that. A lot just of people pizza have and that. muffins. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything else is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, the soda tap is over there. I would I drink so much Dr Pepper, just constantly drinking Dr Pepper there. Well, yeah, it's just like the box, right? It's just mm-hmm. free. Yeah, yeah. We got free free slice and free uh, employee drinks, and like it never occurred to me like ah maybe just drink water, like <laughs> drinking soda. Well, how old are you? Nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> you don't care. You're out of the house. Dude, as soon as like, so I left, I left uh, my mom's house or my parents' house uh, when I was 17. Yeah. I graduated high school and I think a week later I packed everything in my car. I had like a Chrysler New Yorker. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. My grandma had that car. (laughs) Boat. It was like crazy. It was like velvet inside, you know, like that felt. Yep. But um, anyway, so I packed it up and I just moved to Phoenix. Uh huh. I think I moved on like on a Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a place to live, so I had to find an apartment. Mm-hmm. And then I needed to find a job because mm-hmm. I started school on Monday. Yeah, culinary school. Culinary school. Nice. So I went over there. Luckily, I found an apartment. Um, I found a job on like Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I started school. But because it was like my first time out of my parents' house, I yeah. ate horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just yeah, it's just donuts and like <laughs> soda and like yeah. yeah, like just and cereal. It's just like all the time. It's just. Yeah, cookies and just pastry and just like you, you went grocery shopping. And you're like, I'm getting groceries, but I'm it's just groceries. garbage. It's just garbage. Yeah, I just like I honestly didn't even know how I'm alive now. Like, <laughs> I feel like maybe culinary school probably has like something to do with it because I was yeah. No, actually, not even then because even in culinary school, during so we used to have you know there were blocks. So like this block is sauces and meat butchery and oh whatever. okay. Um. So when I was at the catering i think it was in the catering um block mm-hmm. we we did like we did different menus like every day so like you know i used to get like an entree so the salad whatever so you have to like make that recipe and like come you know make it whatever and the bake shop used to bring up cakes mm-hmm. and oh, no. so whatever we made that's what the that's what the uh students ate mm-hmm. like that day yeah so but so the bake shop used to have, you know, bring cakes and that's, it would be available for like students to come in for like lunch or whatever. Uh-huh. And I would probably eat like a cake a day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what's for lunch? Cake. <laughs> cake. <laughs> because I have like, I mean, I still, I have like this crazy sweet tooth. Uh-huh. And like, I just couldn't stop. Like, I just, I would just eat like slices after slice after so, slice. So, and then in your brain, you're like, I'm eating cake right now for lunch. But there's like, I'm just like, yeah, this is, I'm, of course I am. Like, yeah, this is food. Well, I mean, I was like, you know, I, I did night, you know, I was there at night. So it was dinner. But yeah, oh, <laughs> it, was man. More, it was more, yeah, I don't know. It felt right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I no, still ate other stuff, but like, that kind of, that stuff comes with, uh, with maturity. Like, like I need, protein and like starch and like uh, probably some vegetables that are going to give me vitamins like every meal but you don't know that right away you know no and like they really should actually teach that like in school like i have this Mm -hmm. huge thing where like there's all these things that they should be teaching kids in school yeah in high school at least totally 
and they're like just missing the mark. Taxes, just like kind of basic organization. Organization, mm-hmm. just like how to do your laundry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Jesus Christ! Like there's like I used to get uh, people used to like talk. Well, they weren't talking shit. They were just like kind of poking fun of me. Like when I was a chef at Hacienda, I always used to press my coats. Uh huh. So I used to iron them and stuff. But yeah. my mom taught me how to do that stuff. Yeah. So like. So I used to come in, like my coat would like be pressed and like yeah. looking nice. And then they're like, everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, what What are you supposed to be? I'm like, it's like, I'm supposed to be your fucking chef. So if I can get to work, <laughs> first of all. But secondly, like, it's like, dude, you're a slob. Like your coat looked like you just grabbed that out of the back seat. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so wrinkled. Like what the hell are uh-huh. you doing? It's an open kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nobody knows. Nobody does that anymore. So did you, you, you said your mom did, did you guys have chores growing up? Like you, yeah. you did your laundry? I did it. Well, yeah. After once I got a little older, I decided that I wanted to do my own laundry. Yeah. Mostly just because she lost, she quote unquote lost. I think she threw it away. Mm-hmm. I still think she threw it away. But mm-hmm. like, oh, she <laughs> she like lost this t shirt that I really liked. It was like a Schwinn bicycle t shirt. Uh-huh. I still remember exactly what it looked like. Too. Uh-huh. But uh, she lost it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do my laundry after this. Like, oh, it I'm was gonna, traumatic. It was traumatic. <laughs> do the line. <laughs> But so yeah, so I started doing that. But um, yeah, that stuff came um, slow for me because everything was done for me my whole life, all the way until I was eighteen. Like everything, I didn't have to. I had to take out the trash sometimes. I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to do my laundry. I didn't have to pick up my room. I didn't have to pick up the house. I didn't have to vacuum. I didn't have to do shit. Oh shit! Like literally, <laughs> no, no oh chores. God. But I had um, the only thing I had to do was do good in school, and I always had really good grades. Okay, that was the whole thing. See, I, so that's what happened with me. Like, if I had too much chores. Uh huh. I didn't do I didn't do good in school because I had too yeah. Much <laughs> <laughs> like that that was my that was just my experience, and I would say I wish I had more responsibilities because then it would have translated into me maybe being a better grown up at eighteen or at nineteen or at twenty. Cause I didn't really get my shit together till like 22, 23, 24. I went like out of, out of high school. I just went to shit like bad. And I think that maybe if I had more responsibility, uh, growing up, then I would have been able to handle all my responsibility that I got all of a sudden when I was 18. But you know, it, it came, you know, it came, just came with time. And luckily I didn't like become a murderer or, (laughs) uh, uh, there's still time a criminal yeah no i'm I'm all mature now man i'm waking up waking up early going to bed early taking melatonins at night (laughs) i think um i think i'm developing a dependency on melatonin because i don't get tired no matter how many of my smoke that happens (laughs) (laughs) had to squeeze it in there yeah i've been i've been thinking about that joke for weeks (laughs) you're like where can i squeeze this thing in is this a facebook joke i don't know if it's gonna be accepted like you smoking you're freebasing pills (laughs) (laughs) you should do it to see how the the reaction of it is yeah because i mean everybody has something to say now what everybody has something to say now i know i know and it's important yeah oh definitely yeah yeah Everyone's voice has to be heard. I so th- like I've, I I feel like I was <laughs> I feel like I was wait what as we're doing a podcast <laughs> as we're doing a channel of just us. Well, look, so everyone's voice has to be heard. I feel like that's like let me comment on your shit and tell you how I feel. We're creating a thing and we're gonna put it in our own like space, which is I guess it's our voice has to be heard, but it's also like 
you don't got to fucking listen, you know? No, My yeah. voice has to be heard is, let me comment on your thing because I'm going to tell you how I feel about how what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the, with, the whole, with the whole, like, crude language part yeah. is... Yeah. Like at least in this, at least in the industry, mm-hmm. like when I when I came up, like that was, it was insane. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. you know, like I've been, and it's not even the language, just like the the whole atmosphere and like the whole like just what you did to people. Like I've been, I've been like grabbed and slammed against walk-ins. Mm-hmm. Like I've been you know, yeah. like humiliated. I've been like you know belittled, whatever. Yeah, we've come a long way. We have come a long way, mm-hmm. but and and it's a little weird to me too because. At the same time, like I grew up in that type of brigade, so like you know, it's, it's just it's hard. You have to work your way up, mm-hmm. no matter what. Uh, you just keep your head down, say yes, chef. Yeah, and that's it. Now, you know, it's a little like all the all of these things are starting to kind of come up, and there's a lot more awareness to it. Yeah, which I think is good. I think you know this industry has to have a better work life balance. Mm-hmm. And there have to be more, you know, there has to be more respect and there has to be, you know, you have to treat people, you know, in, in right and like give people time off or whatever. And like, you no, know, not, not work them to death. Yeah. Um, and before it used to be like, so it's like, yeah, you just, you know, you work them to death and if they quit, you just get somebody else and you just work them to Ugh. death and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was the old way of doing it. Yeah. So you, you want to find good people who want to work for you. You do. But like before people didn't really think that way. Yeah. I mean, even before, like. You you look at all, the, all these restaurants like Stars and uh, and Craft and all these big you know big bread. Mm-hmm. They um they weren't slow like it was people were eating out all the time and they weren't like small restaurants either they were huge mm-hmm. so like but now not as many people are going out to eat mm-hmm. um and a lot of more people are like demanding this respect yeah. so like you know like this Gordon Ramsay Marco Pierre White way of doing things is not. It's not conducive anymore. Yeah. So, um, so Gordon Ramsay's militant on his shows and in, in real life, like that's really him. Yeah. Well, that's how he that's how he came up. Like he used to be trained. You're right. He trained under Marco Pierre White back in the day. Uh huh. So like, there was also like a picture. I can't remember if it was actually um, Gordon Ramsay, but there was a picture of 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 I think it was the I think it was Gordon Ramsay of uh, Cook crying mm-hmm. and like, you know, Marco Pierre like published it, mm-hmm. and then there was like a there's a there's another picture of Marco Pierre posted that it was like, oh, this is this is what happens when my when my cooks complain that it's too hot in the kitchen. He mm-hmm. like he like ripped the back and pant the back of his coat and the back of his pants, mm-hmm. so it was just open. Mm-hmm. So like that's the kind of stuff. It was just like you know, it's braiding. It was like you know, people were like physically oh, you're, and verbally you're too abused. Too hot. I'm gonna rip your clothes. I'm gonna rip your clothes. Jesus Christ. So like, yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll see right here. Um, maybe, but anyway. So yeah. So I mean, this was the way that it used to be before. Mm-hmm. But and it's a little bittersweet for me now, just because I didn't. I didn't grow up in like this extreme. Mm-hmm. But I no, did. I don't think any of us did. Yeah. You know? So like, but I did grow up with like people, you know, belittling me and like verbally abusing me, and mm-hmm. sometimes even physically abusing me. Mm-hmm. So like. Obviously, I don't want to have that in my kitchen. And like even before, and it kind of comes out sometimes too, where I like you know I like start shouting and screaming and stuff like that. But um, that's not good. But I think 
when that thing, when all that stuff started getting better, and people started demanding better treatment, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of cooks and a lot of people in this generation too, like they don't work uh-huh. as hard or as much as they used to before. Uh-huh. Like they don't really have like a, they don't really have like an actual goal in mind and mm. i i kind of blame the food network for this because it just romanticized the <laughs> shit out of it yeah but like everybody comes out out of high school or out of culinary school whatever just like, like oh i'm gonna go to the restaurant and become a chef mm-hmm. it's like no you have to work your way up like what the <laughs> hell are you doing and it's hard uh-huh. and the margins in the restaurant are not, are not that great so like mm. a lot of people can't pay you all of this money you know what I mean like yeah yeah um so i mean i don't know like the industry now is just kind of it's just kind of weird. And then you can get you know, a food truck and work for yourself. You can get a food truck and work for myself. So what do you got going on with your food truck? Uh, well, right now I just have... Um, or did I see something that you were sharing? As a GoFundMe. Okay. What is that for? So the GoFundMe is for a food cart mm-hmm. um, that is just going to be all just salad focused. And this is you? This is me. Yeah. Do you have a name for it? We can promote it. It's uh, Green Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I forget that for a minute. But yeah, so it's Green Rabbit. And um, so yeah, so it's going to be, it's, um, you know, it's just going to be a cart and it's just going to be like really, you know, it's just going to be simple, like well-crafted salads. Like it kind of came up a while back just because sometimes I just crave just a good salad. Yes. But I don't, especially just like readily, like quick way to doing it. Like I can't mm-hmm. go anywhere to do it. Yeah. I feel like there's like one or two other restaurants in town. And they're not even that great. Uh-huh. So, um, so then I thought about doing this, and I kind of started it as a food cart first, just because it's more of a, um, it's just a little bit easier to get to. It's all outside, mm-hmm. you know. You don't have to really worry about like COVID and all that. So what's stuff. a food cart? Food cart is just, I mean, it's just like a food truck without the truck. So it's just gonna be like a trailer. Uh huh. So you could just come and you can, and then you just pick up. Like lunches, or is it like um, take to to cook at home? It's salads, though, right? It's salads. So everything's ready. Everything's like done. Mm-hmm. Um, you just pick up and go. Okay. So cool. like you can just go there, order it, or you can phone it in. Yeah. Um, and then I'm working on maybe also doing delivery. Yeah. So that way it's just curbside delivery. We just like you just pay online or or over the phone, and then we just mm-hmm. drop it off to your house. Like we don't have to even we don't have to see each other. So. That sounds good. I like it. I uh, whenever I make salads, they always have identity crises. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I need like I want fruit in there, I want cheese, I want bacon. Oh, so you just try to put everything in there? Too many things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like these don't go together. I don't I don't know what goes together. So that's my problem all the time. Well, yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just something clean and fresh and just fast for someone to just have. Yeah. And I, I feel like kitchen's kind of lacking on that. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. Uh, I've been nominated uh, by Tucson Weekly as Tucson's best comedian for the third year in a row. So go, thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, go to Tucson Weekly as a white male. <laughs> How did you do it, Rich? Hey, I'm half Mexican. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, go to TucsonWeekly.com uh, and vote for me as Tucson's best comedian. When is the deadline for that? August 24th. Oh, okay. So there's time. Mm-hmm. Got a couple weeks. Nice. Couple three weeks, two days. Actually, oh. exactly how long? <laughs> and then Pinka's You're not keeping track of anything. <laughs> Pinka's up for a couple things, right? Pinka. Should we, should we do that? The other restaurant the, that I work for is uh, been nominated for best salsa, best downtown, best downtown dining, 
best downtown right, restaurant. Dining. Yeah, best downtown restaurant. Downtown restaurant. And best. Um, there's another one. Oh, best uh, elote. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and I think was Which it three or was it four? Wasn't even on our menu for. Yeah, it was. We had a skit. Uh, this on dinner. I don't. I don't work dinner. We didn't have that for our lunch. Oh yeah, we did. Didn't no, it? Huh? No. I should probably know that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my fault. I, it's not on the lunch menu. It's on the dinner menu. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but hopefully we'll be able to open up in the next hopefully month or two. Wait, was how. wasn't there a fourth one? I can't remember what the fourth one was. Uh, neither can I. Yeah. No. Get on TucsonWeekly.com, uh, Tucson listeners, and any listeners, uh, vote for Pinka, uh, vote for myself as uh, Tucson's best comedian. And uh, you can follow me at the Real Rich Gary on Instagram and all platforms. And you can follow me at Chef underscore David underscore Solo yes. on Instagram. This is the first episode of the Tongue in Cheek Podcast. And I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>